You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us, actually referred to us by a mutual friend of ours, Brad St. Ange from Investnix. So thanks for the introduction. Uh, and, you know, really excited to have Art on the show. We have Art Morrison III here uh, yeah. on our show. And he's has a pretty interesting story. Uh, he's had a pretty rocky childhood, so he'll talk a little bit about that. And he played, you know, co- basketball at the collegiate level and then went to play professional basketball in Portugal. And interestingly enough, you know, after playing professional basketball, he, you know, built a basketball camp for children. But at the same time, he was trying to figure out how he could, you know, maintain uh, what he earned uh, from playing basketball and to build upon that. Uh, so he was able to do two and a half million dollars worth of transactions in real estate uh, in his first couple years. And he kind of moved from wholesaling properties and to flipping. And now he's doing some vacations. So fast forward there, he's done about six million dollars in transactions. And it's only been three years post, um, you know, his retirement, essentially across 15 different properties. So now he's teaching uh, very various different young adults how to get into real estate and expedite their path through financial freedom. So Art, really excited to have you. Did I do your bio justice at all? You did great, man. I appreciate the the introduction. Um, I'm really excited to just share some of these nuggets. Excellent, man. So um, how did you, obviously, athleticism and, you know, takes building a team and, you know, a lot of the mentality you learn from being an athlete, I'm sure, translates into the real estate business but why did you choose real estate yeah so so two reasons a um i don't know how to say this without sounding a certain way but i I love money i like making money um and understanding the power of real estate understanding how necessary it is um it was just an obvious uh obvious choice right most there's so many millionaires and people who are financially free who've done so through real estate you don't need to be a genius. You don't need to create a software. You don't need to manage a lot of people. You can do it with a big team. You can do it with a small team. The autonomy was extremely attractive. And then the second reason was because my older brother, uh, who I'm sure I'll mention when I'm kind of laying out my story, um, he was the first person in my life that I've known do well for themselves through through anything outside of like playing basketball or like making music or something, right? Especially in like, like the Black community. Um, like we it's rare you see um, entrepreneurship at the level that my older brother achieved at a really young age. So it was always in the back of my mind when I was playing basketball and stuff. Once I stopped playing, I knew that that outlet was there. And I kind of toyed around a little bit because he's my older brother. You don't want to do what your older brother does. But um, it was always in the back of my mind. So when I decided to jump in, I just kind of never looked back. Nice. That's awesome. So was your older brother telling you to buy commercial property because you started out differently you weren't buying like you know yeah what you're buying now so what how did you start out yeah so so my brother teaches on a national level pretty much all the strategies i mean the one that was attractive to myself when i was young and all young people was wholesaling so 
my first deal, I, I, my company wasn't even launched. My neighbor just was selling their house. And I was not really in a great place. Honestly, I was uh, in entrepreneurship. So you know how that goes. I'm spending every dollar to my name to try to get business off the ground. I was actually living in my best friend's basement. Um, by choice, though, to save money. Uh, but either way, my situation was just I was ready for something. And it was like the sun was shining through the clouds on my neighbor's house as he put a for sale by owner sign in the window. Um, and I knew, I, I knew what that meant, right? I knew, okay, that house has been vacant for about a year or two. This guy who I've never seen before is putting this sign in, in, in the window. So let me just go talk to him. Um, but immediately I knew that that was an opportunity. I know what a motivated seller looks like. I spent years of studying what a motivated seller looks like, how to find properties. I just hadn't applied it. So uh, whatever you believe in God, the universe, whatever, literally like this property fell in my lap. I went and talked to the guy. He's like, yeah, my mother owned this house. She passed away. We tried being landlords for a year. We hated it. We just want to sell it. So from there, I, I took that deal and I just went to everyone in my network who I knew was in real estate. And I ended up finding someone who not only I wholesaled it to, but I actually gave them a discount on my wholesale fee in return for mentorship. And that's how I basically, I made some money uh, from a wholesale fee. I took that money. I bought my first multifamily in 2018, but I also shadowed this flip and I got to understand the process of flipping a property. So I call it, I call it my first makeshift syndication is like, I, I pulled in like someone with experience, someone with capital. And I, I got to shadow and made a wholesale fee. It was like kind of a weird transaction. But as you know, because you, you're into syndication, no transaction is the same. So it was like, when you're syndicating, you're literally just pulling together everything that you need to get that deal done. And that, that was my first one in, in 2018, going into 2019. And from there, that one deal taught me so much. And it, it was a wrap from there. Absolutely. Okay. So you, you, you learned what you needed to learn. I'm sure you're still learning every day. But yeah. moving forward, um, now you're teaching others to get started because, you know, as we were talking before we started recording, a lot of people get nervous and they don't know where to start. So now you're teaching. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? And then what, you know, what you're up to now in terms of now you have 15 properties. So, um, yeah, basic. So you bought, so basically you bought, you know, you, you did a wholesale deal. Okay. Use your fee to go into a multifamily property. You still own that property. And then how did yeah. you get the next one? And how did you, what's your story? Yeah. That? Awesome. So the first thing I'll say is we're what three minutes into this podcast and I've already named three other people. Right. So, Right. me seeing that and seeing what mentorship and partnering can do to scale your business at a rapid pace. That's why I turned around and began and began teaching people. So once we did our 20th transaction, it was like, okay, like I, I'm comfortable, you know, teaching people the, the, what we're doing. This is pretty amazing. You know, three years ago we had two properties. So that first deal I made 20 grand and, um, but I should have made 40. Right. So the person that, I wholesaled to actually became my mentor and to this day as my partner. So from there, um, I, I already saw what mentorship can do. I learned how to flip a house and I made a wholesale fee. The numbers in real estate are so much bigger than um, what my first business was running a youth basketball organization. It was like, man, there's enough money for him to pay me, flip it, still make money, mentor me. I can take the little bit of money I've made and go buy my first multifamily with an FHA loan by posting that first property on Instagram and beginning marketing from that one property that I didn't even have like true ownership of. I got another property that like two months later that I ended up purchasing. And that was like my first like syndication. Um, that's when I brought 
my brother, my brother, who's a mentor in and my other mentor. And we kind of did this trifecta deal. Um, and then from there, it was it was takeoff because now I had uh, after that when I bought another multifamily. So now I had four properties under my belt, which is more than enough experience to kind of begin to scale. So that next year, um, we went from four properties to eight and from there it went from eight to 12. And we just kept growing from there and, and tweaking everything we need to tweak capital raising, making sure we're compliant, how to find off-market deals at scale. What are we doing to market? Okay, we're good at social media, but this isn't the, this isn't going to scale you to 50 properties a year, right? Whether you're flipping or just acquiring, how do you do that? Okay, we got direct mail, automatic test messaging, uh, voicemail drops, cold calling, like every mechanism. How do we scale this? Because I can't do it all. So that's when we started building a team. I started getting friends and family around me to be a part of uh, the organization. Now who we are three, four years later, and it's, it's beginning to run like clockwork. And I can come on podcasts like these and pretend like I know a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. No, that's that's a pretty um, interesting story. So and did you, you know, we kind of mentioned this before. Obviously, you know, you played basketball in Portugal and you got your own camp. Um, what are some of the skills that – and the only reason I'm asking, my, you know, my partner is an ex-NFL player as well. And, you know, yeah. we talk a lot and a lot of the skills he learned – playing ball really translates into scaling the business too. So what, what are just a couple of things that you saw that was, you know, pretty similar to what you, what you learned in your previous career to real estate? The two that jump in my head first are, and I'm saying them together for a reason, which I'll explain a little bit is uh, love and discipline, love and discipline. So like um, I was watching the Hobbit last night and I was like, man, this is such a good movie. Um, they made us read the book when I was in eighth grade going into ninth grade. I just couldn't get into it because I just didn't want to read the book. I didn't, I wasn't into that when I was younger, didn't want to read it. Although it was a good book, I didn't like it. Right. So if you would have told me though, to wake up every morning at 6am and practice basketball, I would have gladly done that all summer. Right. Um, because I love basketball. So I say love first because I actually love real estate and I love making money. So playing a sport, whether it's football or basketball, it, it literally teaches you how to translate that love into my next part was, was discipline. And in basketball, I look back and I'm like, man, I've done some crazy stuff to get my body prepared for basketball or to get myself prepared. Like uh, one of my claim to, claims to fame is I emailed 3,000 teams um, in order to get a professional contract. So I, I had to be my own agent because I had a torn ACL at the time, which if anyone wants to know my basketball story, you can go uh, read my book, Overcome, The Key to Unlocking Your Superhuman. It's a book I wrote about getting a contract to play overseas, despite everything that basically went wrong in college and high school. Okay. Um, so that's a little shameless plug there. But I emailed 3,000 teams to get one contract. So that same mentality in real estate, you know, is gold. If you're willing to email or text or call or do anything 3,000 times, you're going to make money in this industry, period. If you have that discipline, it's going to work. Um, and then the last thing I would say is team building. I, I just know you can't do it alone. As good as I was at basketball, I was the leading scorer in, in Portugal in the league I was in. We had the second worst, worst record in the, in the, in the league. <laughs> Literally the second worst record. My teammate actually got MVP. So you have MVP and leading scorer in the same team. We still were the second worst team in the league, and it's because we just didn't have a team behind us. You can't do it alone. Right. And, you know, that, that losing record actually ended up being why I, I, uh, I didn't get renewed for a contract the, the next year. 
So I just understand the value of playing for a team, everyone playing a role, no matter how good you think you are, no matter how good you think you are at capital raising or finding deals or negotiating, you need a team if you want to scale this business because my girlfriend and I were doing this and we scaled the business to what we thought was going to be like, we're, we can retire, we're done. Like we thought it was, you know, we were making about 300,000 a year from flips. We were making an additional uh, 50 to a hundred thousand a year net from a, uh, just our multifamily opportunity or from our, uh, yeah. our, our rental income, excuse me, up cash flow. And I, if you would have told me that three, four years ago when I was living in that basement, I'm like, we can retire. This is it. But we were putting in so many hours to make that money. And then there's two of us. It's like, man, in order for us to really be happy doing this, we have to scale. We need help. Or we're just going to burn out and spend all the money investing into the next deal. You have to bring in partners. You have to bring in resources, which, um, ended up being our secret sauce and allowing us to double up on, on what we were doing in revenue and just in, in units. Got it. And how is your organization structured in terms of like, where, where are your properties? Are they all in one location? Do you guys manage them yourselves or do you have a management company? What talk to us about that? Great question. So, yep. So my original mentor actually manages all the, all the properties. Uh, he already had a property management company. He was looking to grow it as well. So once we got to the point where, you know, he was my mentor first, but once we kind of got to the point where we could see eye to eye from a business perspective and said, hey, why don't you just manage all, all of our properties? Um, right now, all of our properties are in New Jersey. We recently, yeah. as recent as 30 days ago or 60 days ago, um, between 30 and 60 days, we relocated here to Florida to tap into the, the Florida market because we like nicer weather and we're financially able to do so. Um, so we're like, you know, we, we have the freedom and autonomy to live where we want. Let's go live in Florida and scale the business there, where there's also happens to be a lot of opportunity in this Tampa area. So look for us, look for us seeing, yeah, making some moves here in Tampa um, at, at a larger scale than we did in Jersey. But most all of our properties are in New Jersey. Excellent. Okay. And your mentor is still up here in New Jersey? He's st- yeah, he's in New Jersey. Um, yeah, he's in New Jersey managing everything. Uh, yeah, he's, he's crushing it. So he's still in New Jersey. Um, so again, that's a prime example of like teamwork. If I didn't have him, if I didn't have a partner, um, I actually have two partners in New Jersey, but if I didn't have them, I, I wouldn't be able to live in Florida. Like I would have to be there. Um, when we right. first started, I was literally going to all my properties because we were flipping. I was going to all my properties every day, whether it was to get content, check on you know what, what work was being done, all of that kind of stuff. And once I started partnering up, I literally could lay in bed and just email and phone call all day and, and manage the properties the same if I had team members in place. Right. And, and talking about that a little bit, are you, it seems like you're more focused on whether it's the syndication side or more of the buy and hold strategy. I'm sure there's some flips along the way, but it yeah. sounds like that's what your, your goal is. And that's what you're aiming towards rather than, you know, the quick fix, fix and flip that you were, you were getting all that income before, but it sounds like you realize yeah. how much work it is. And then now you're trying to, it's, has your strategy changed exactly. or am I just, yeah, okay. No, no, no. I was going to say you're, you're good at this and you're asking all the right questions to kind of pull everything out almost in the order of which we experienced it. So yeah, we were flipping houses and it was just a lot of work, a lot of cost, a lot of headache, a lot of anxiety. It was yeah. not the same, you know, a $50,000 check from a flip sounds so beautiful uh, when you are, I'll say poor, or when you're starting off. That was uh, to me, that was like, man, I'll do whatever for a $50,000 check. But once I understand the cost and the understanding that it takes, uh, but you can do that same work and maybe you don't make the $50,000 in cash, but you make a thousand dollars a month 
for the rest of your life and the 50,000 will be in the form of equity. Once I saw the value in that is when we basically changed our model. Right. So since we're marketing and finding off market properties at scale, we still get a ton of flips through the pipeline and we reserve, we can wholesale them. We can, uh, I mean, single family specifically, sorry, I'm not, I forget to podcast and some people might not know. So basically we market to motivated sellers. I like multifamilies, obviously. So if we find multifamilies at a discount, we can flip them, refinance them and keep them for ourselves forever. But in that process, you're going to get a bunch of single families. Some single families, depending on their location, are worth keeping long term. Uh, some just simply aren't. They're better to flip. And some aren't even worth a flip. They're best to just wholesale, which is, you know, just sell it before you even actually own it or, or do a quick double sale. So we still execute all three strategies, but my gears get going. I get excited and, and stuff when the multifamily comes through the pipeline because I, the, I always tell the story about that first wholesale deal, but the real winner in that was the money I made from that allowed me to get my first multifamily. And we only net like 600 bucks a month. Um, I'm saying only, but it's a good amount. We, we net $600 a month from that, but that was game changing because it just allowed me to pay my car payment and phone bill automatically. And that was just two things I just didn't have to worry about. I knew I was making $600 a month from that house without ever having to go there. And then we bought our second one where we actually were making about $1,650 a month. So when you combine the two, that's about $2,200 in expenses that um, we were making. And once I saw how much closer we were to like retirement or just being able to relax and not have the anxiety of where's our next dollar coming from, that entrepreneur anxiety. Once we could get rid of that after two properties, I said, okay, we just need to keep doing this. So we, we did a, a couple more. And that's when I started realizing that um, the multifamilies are 100% where it's at because with a flip, it, you know, the money's there, you're going to make it, but you don't know when, you don't know what's going to come up. Uh, that will affect that capital. And then after you make it, you don't know when the next deal is going to come. Right. And you don't know when the next one's going to close. So you can't really do with the 50 or 100 or 40 or $20,000 in profit. You, you can never do with it what you think you're going to be able to do with it. Right. And you then, never can. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, Art, but I was just going to say, don't forget for everybody listening about, especially if you sell a flip, but you, you know, even if you sell it 11 months in, you're going to get whacked on taxes. Right. Taxes. That's the other thing is the taxes. So, and again, it takes experience to learn this. So I have no regrets about the uh, almost a half a million we made in, in flips. It was great. Right. Like, no one's sure. complaining about that, but uh, everything that we just mentioned was like, okay, wait a second. This is not as attractive. Even as I'm saying it out loud, I, I'm imagining saying to someone who doesn't know better. And it's like, no one's trying to hear a thousand dollars a month for the rest of your life over 50k cash like most people people who are not in real estate like if i went to my mom right now and was like hey mom you know <laughs> i'm gonna give you a thousand dollars a month or hey i'm gonna give you 50k cash right now you know she's not a millennial she ain't a she ain't gen z she's you know she's my mom and she's still gonna be looking at the fifty thousand, like hmm because she's just simply not in this game and doesn't understand sure. um the, the long-term kind of passive income so uh, we we started preaching that to all of our mentees and, and groups, and it, it's been going really well. And I love to see how it's beginning to change other people's lives too. Awesome! No, I love the story art, and so that brings me to my next question. As we wrap, you know, wrap up the show, um, how can someone who's listening be a part of your mentor group or your community and network? What's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, so uh, two ways. Number one is follow us. Follow me on Instagram at Art Morrison the third, Art Morrison, I-I-I as in the third. 
Um, and then my website is artmorsonthe3rd.com. So same as my Instagram handle, but my website and everything you need to know about me, my background, my history, as well as how you can get involved with us, whether it's from a capital raising perspective, a partnering perspective, or just uh, just learning fr- from me and, and my team um, will be in those two locations. And if you go there, there's somewhere where you can see my real estate business specifically. It's called United Home Relief. Um, you can find you can literally find everything there. If you want to connect with me on a basketball level, same thing, Art Morrison III, artmorrisonthe3rd.com, and you'll find something about my my companies and all that I do there. Sounds good. Well, Art, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. And for my audience, if you liked what you heard and or saw today, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It would help Art and myself get our message out to a greater audience. That's just the way it works. So um, looking forward to staying in touch, Art, and good luck. Awesome. Thanks very much. It was a pleasure uh, interviewing with you, man. I had a blast. Thank you. Salute to you too.